Hi, welcome to Project Geospatial. I'm Adam Simmons, and here with us on this segment is Nick Patrick, CEO of Radar. Uh, Nick, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself, and then we'll dive right in who Radar is. Yeah, sure. Thanks so much, Adam. It's great to be here. My name is Nick Patrick. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Radar. We'll tell you a little bit more about Radar throughout the course of the podcast, I'm sure, but at a high level, we're an all-in-one location platform, so geofencing and maps for development. Excellent. How did you get involved with the business as a whole? Yeah, well, I, I first fell in love with uh, geolocation and maps back at Foursquare about a decade ago. So um, I don't know if anybody out there still uses Foursquare, but it was one of the early location-based social apps. I was on the product team there, met my co-founder, Kobe, who was on the sales team there. Um, and then our CTO, Tim, was my my tech lead there. And um, we started the company back in, in 2016. Our vision was to build full stack developer infrastructure for for location. So think like a Stripe for location or Twilio for location. And uh, we really started as a geofencing platform, but over time we've been expanding our functionality and recently launched maps. But that's a little bit of background on the company and, and how I got into geospatial initially. Excellent. No, I'm a huge fan of Foursquare in its early days. Actually, I was using a service in parallel with that called Gowalla before I got back. I remember Gowalla. They relaunched, I believe. I don't know if that's what happened to that? But uh, there, there was a Gowalla 2.0 recently as well. Oh, was there? Okay. I said, I know they got, at least parts of it got acquired by Facebook, but I love the services in its early days. Um, and I actually almost called that the kind of uh, really golden age of location data before it all got locked down, you know, from privacy and, you know, people getting paranoid about it. There was just so much you can do. It just kind of opened and released. And it was just kind of the art of the possible. Yeah, so, definitely. Definitely. Uh, so on, on Radar itself, first of all, let me say it's impressive that you have the URL Radar.com. I think that would, that, that would have been a hard one to grab, to be honest, considering uh, uh, everything that it could relate to, first of all. Yeah, uh, we used to be Radar.io, um, and then we acquired Radar.com. It was not cheap, but um, you know we, we, we really set out to build a, an iconic company, uh, I think as a lot of startup founders do, and we felt like like snagging the .com was worth it. So um, yeah, it wasn't cheap. Perfect. Uh, diving into the company specifically, though, uh, so you highlighted within a few sentences of who Radar is. And uh, in terms of uh, location-based, you know, started out with geofencing, like you said. Uh, can you talk a little bit about the original purpose of Radar? What do you mean by geofencing? What were you hoping your customers do by that? And let's talk about how you evolved what you are today. Sure, sure. So I mentioned that uh, I met my co-founders at, at Foursquare. After Foursquare, I went to work at a location or at a uh, an on-demand services company. So I was called Handy. It was sort of like an Uber for home services. And when I was there, we wanted to build, or we had to build a bunch of um, location tracking and mapping and, and geofencing capabilities. And it was really challenging to do. Um, so part of the inspiration behind Radar was uh, the experiences I had at Foursquare. Part of it was the experiences I had at Handy. And really, we set out to build a you know full stack developer tool for for location tracking and geofencing. Um, you know, by geofencing, we really mean um, you know putting a perimeter around an area in the physical world, and then understanding when devices are entering or exiting, or inside of or outside of that, that physical area. And we really set out to build a platform that would would work for any use case. So maybe you were building a delivery tracking app, and you wanted to track where your delivery people were in the field. You know, un understand when they were uh, arriving at you know pickup or drop off points. Um, maybe you were building a consumer app and you wanted to send location based notifications. Um, you know, maybe it was a retail app and you wanted to understand when 
a device entered a store geofence to remind them about a coupon, or maybe you were building a travel app and you wanted to put a geofence around an airport or a new city um, and send helpful on-trip reminders. So um, that was the initial set of, uh, of industries and use cases. We found a lot of success in the early days with uh, consumer apps. So you know, today we power things like location-based messaging, uh, arrival detection for you know curbside pickup or drive-through. Um, things like delivery tracking for companies like Panera Bread, Dick's Sporting Goods, T-Mobile, Dairy Queen, Zillow. Um, and I would say over time, we, we added you know, more functionality to our geofencing capabilities. So initially, we made it really easy to create custom geofences. Um, you could import tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of geofences, go beyond some of the iOS and Android geofencing limitations. And then we added some out-of-the-box geofences. So place polygons, things like admin boundaries for, for countries and states. Um, and then eventually um, we added maps as well and, and happy to talk about that a bit as well. Excellent. No, thank you for that uh, little history there. Um, so in terms of what it's turned into today, uh, you're talking about how it's really evolved into a, uh, you know, a, more than just a geofencing platform, you know, helping companies understand what's there. Perhaps uh, are so is, is do I have an understanding that you're really getting into more of the more of like a places API as well, you know? And yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. So, you know, I mentioned that we were working with a lot of retail and restaurant customers and, you know, th they were asking us, hey, you know, Radar, we've already imported all of our stores and restaurants as geofences. Couldn't you power our store locator? And, you know, in order to power something like a store locator, you need maps, obviously. You need geocoding and autocomplete APIs. If you want to show you know, the walking or driving distance to each location, you need, you need a routing engine. Um, so, you know, we're very customer driven when it comes to our, our product roadmap. And initially, our, our first foray into, you know, maps and places APIs was we launched a geocoding API, we launched an autocomplete API. Uh, and we launched some some routing APIs, so distance and, and distance matrix APIs. Um, and you know we we leaned on some great open source projects for that historically. So Pelios, which is an open source geocoder, came out of MapZen. Valhalla, which is an open source routing engine that came out of MapZen. And um, initially, we said you know we'll probably never launch Maps. Obviously, Maps is a it's a huge challenge. You know whether it's the the data or or the actual tile server. And I think what's changed over the last couple of years is, um, you know, a ton of investment in OpenStreetMap, you know, projects like Libre, which is a, uh, a fork of, of Mapbox GLGS, uh, JSV1, um, Overture Maps Foundation. So we've really been, you know, encouraged by, excited by um, all these open mapping and, you know, open, open place data projects. And uh, we've started sponsoring some of those projects, incorporating some of those into our platform. And uh, that put us in a position to launch launch Radar Maps platform uh, earlier this year. Oh, great! You also have another branch that I'm actually fascinated with. It's more of a it's it's a lot of the uh, which relates to fraud detection and geo compliance. Mm -hmm. Now, that's actually you know as much as you know that doesn't sound sexy from a mass point of view. That has major connotations when it comes to the bigger industry, and sure. I'm seeing a lot more, uh, especially. Uh, geospatial defense companies and and uh, want to wrap their head around, you know, cybersecurity as well as, uh, you know, figuring out if the data is is accurate or not from sure. in different layers. Can you talk more about this? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a huge opportunity there. I, I think, you know, we've talked a bit about the challenges of 
understanding a device's location, you know, what's the lat long? How do you get an accurate lat long? Is it at this place? Is it inside of this geofence? But it is possible to spoof your location, right? You can use GPS spoofing apps on Android. You can potentially tamper with um, you know, the app binary or uh, you know, requests that are going to an API. Um, for IP-based geolocation, you can use you know, proxy server or VPN to sort of mask or change your location. Um, and there's lots of reasons why that's um, an important problem to solve. Um, you know, one is is mobile gambling use cases. So, um, you know, apps like FanDuel or DraftKings need to understand which state you're in. You know, mobile gambling is only legal in certain states, so you need to understand um, you know users' location, but also make sure that they're not spoofing their location. Uh, there are applications for um, you know you mentioned security, right? Uh, if, if you see some suspicious activity in terms of hey, you know, this user, this device tends to log in from this lat long, this IP address, it matches the, you know, validated address that they gave us when they signed up. Um, that's great. But then if you see something unusual, um, maybe this device or user is logging in in a different place. Um, the IP address is unusual. You could potentially flag that, you know, prompt the user for, um, you know, additional authentication. So there's lots of really interesting applications for, you know, security, payments, um, even even outside of gaming, and even some of our retail customers, you know, face challenges where people will, you know, spoof their location to claim an in-store only offer, for example. Um, so we're really excited about that opportunity. We think of our vision as full-stack location infrastructure for every product and service. And you know, for us, adding maps was was kind of completing completing the stack, so to speak. And you know, by expanding into gaming and payments and security, uh, we think of that as you know. For every product and service, we want to be that you know location layer for for every app developer, regardless of your industry or, or use case. Excellent. So, uh, in terms of what you'd like to highlight today, what are your focuses for Radar uh, as it exists right now? I mean, you have a several different products and services as uh, that's grown over the years. Uh, but what is your uh, what is your premier product, and what are you hoping to evolve it into? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'd say geo geofencing is our, our bread and butter. That's where we started. And, you know, we look at our, our new maps offering and our new geo compliance offering as, as, as very complementary to that. Um, and what I mean by that is um, there are a lot of companies that are, you know, maybe using a mapping solution like a Google Maps platform where it tends to be a bit overpriced. Um, maybe they want to do both, you know, maps and geofencing. And what we're aiming to do with our, you know, geofencing platform plus maps platform to say we can solve all of your location use cases in a single platform, and we can do it in a way that's much more cost-effective than, say, a Google Maps platform or or even a Mapbox. So we end up helping our enterprise customers, you know, cut their Maps bill um, typically by half or or more. Um, so you know, a, a big part of what we're doing with Maps is saying it's it's a developer-friendly, cost-effective solution, and it's part of this all-in-one, you know, truly full-stack location platform that also does geofencing and, and location tracking. Um, and I think the play for some of the geocompliance um, use cases are similar. There's an incumbent in that space called GeoComply. We've talked to a lot of customers and prospective customers that are looking for a more cost-effective, developer-friendly solution. You know, They're looking for a solution that can also power other geofencing use cases, um, like in-stadium experiences or, or on-property app experiences. So I would say, you know, a big part of our focus is um, to continue investing and differentiating in Radar as a all-in-one, 
full stack, developer-friendly, cost-effective location platform. And, and that's informed a lot of these launches um, and it's, it's informed um, you know, what, what customers are coming to us for right now. Now I'd say the other thing is, um, you know, we're big fans of open source and, and open data. And, you know, we're, we're very much thinking about this in terms of, um, how can we, you know, increasingly support and contribute to that, that ecosystem. You know, again, we look at projects like OpenStreetMap, we look at projects like Overture Maps Foundation, um, MapLibre. Um, a lot of which are increasingly getting the backing of, you know, the Microsofts and the Metas and the AWSs and, and the TomToms that are, are, are aiming to build, you know, an alternative to, uh, um, you know, to, to Google's offering. So we're, we're just excited about the broader, you know, open mapping revolution that's happening and, and eager to, um, you know, support and contribute to that where we can. Excellent. Now you, you say contribute in terms of, uh, open strip. Do you participate in a lot of the conferences and events related to the give back to the community as well, the teaching what you have? Yeah, it's going to be a priority for us in, in 2024. So, um, you know, we, we look at sort of the landscape of, of geospatial conferences. A lot are focused at the, the GIS community or the open street map community. Um, our audience and, and, and our customers are typically developers. So think like engineers or, you know, product managers at, at, at companies. Um, historically we've been focused on, you know, showing up at the industry conferences where, um, you know, that, that those folks frequent. So, you know, just last week we were at G2E, the global gaming expo in Las Vegas, um, to launch our geo compliance offering. We go to big retail conferences like, like NRF, uh, for example, it should be here in New York, but yeah, I, I would say, you know, a, as we develop our maps offering more, um, you know, we have some uh, uh, some open source libraries in the works that we might release. We're thinking about ways that we can get back to, you know, Overture Maps Foundation or OSM. You know, I, I would say expect to see us start to show up at more, um, you know, geospatial um, type type conferences in, in the coming years. No, great. Um, so another question I have for you is uh, in terms of the uh, overall APIs that you have, is it or the, the, the actual data itself? No, do you are you global coverage in terms of your data? You 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 have pretty good coverage in certain areas of the world, like you know mm -hmm. Africa or Asia, and uh, some of the you know maybe some of the areas of the world that some of the other apps don't uh, maybe sometimes struggle with. Yeah, that's a great question. Um, sort of. So you know the APIs do work globally, but um, we've been focusing on getting as close to we can, getting as close as we can to 100% coverage, 100% accuracy. In North America first. Um, so we just announced with our Maps platform launch that we're at 99% accuracy on our geocoding APIs relative to Google Maps platform. You know that tends to be uh, more than good enough for for, for a lot of our customers. Um, you know, as excited as we are about some of the you know open mapping and open data uh, projects that are out there, you oftentimes do need to supplement with uh, commercial data sets to to get closer to 100% coverage. So. That's going to be a priority for us in 2024. We'll probably start with um, uh, Europe and you know aim to get our geocoder and our, our autocomplete APIs to 99% accuracy in Europe next, and, and then we'll and then we'll expand from there. Um, but uh, but US has definitely been the priority for us um, in 2023. Excellent. So uh, really good question for you that might, some people might have. You already mentioned cost, you know, helping your customers cut down maybe as much as half compared to Google Maps 
or some of the other uh, you know uh, location based services out there right. uh, can if 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 somebody were to say hey go to radar because not just the cost uh, what would what other uh, what other kind of bulleted points would you give them yeah yeah that's a good question um, well definitely cost you know we end up being anywhere between fifty to ninety percent cheaper than than say a Google Maps platform um, I would say another sort of related thing is flexibility. So, you know, Google Maps platform, for example, has pretty strict attribution and caching requirements. We're, we're a little bit more flexible there. Um, another thing that uh, that sets us apart is the fact that we have a geofencing platform. Um, and so the fact that you can import geofences, um, we make them searchable through our APIs, means that it's a little bit more of a full stack offering um, than say a Google Maps platform or, um, or, or a Mapbox. Um, so those, I would say, are probably the, the three biggest things, um, cost, flexibility, and just the fact that it's part of uh, an all-in-one platform. Do you, for new startups and for companies who are just getting in the business and they're looking for a solution to get themselves started with some uh, location-based services, and they look at companies like maybe Google Maps as more of a premium service they can't afford, um, do you offer kind of a kind of a startup kit or a free service to kind of onboard them to help them out? Yeah, we do have a free tier um, that gives you, I believe it's 100,000 API calls per month uh, for free. Um, and then in terms of, of, of starting pricing, you know, just for example, our, our geocoding APIs um, start at uh, 50 cents per thousand API calls. Uh, our, our base maps start at 50 cents per thousand map loads. Um, Google's geocoding APIs start at, at $5 per um, thousand and uh, uh, their base maps start at, at $7 per thousand. So um, I think between the, you know, the free tier and um, a starting price point that ends up being, you know, 90% cheaper, it's, it's definitely a cost-effective alternative that again, is, is still part of that robust, complete platform with, um, uh, with great coverage. I think we're thinking about ways to make, uh, make our product even even more accessible to, to startups and individual developers over time. So one thing that we're thinking about heading into next year is, you know, how generous can we make uh, the free tier? Um, can we introduce a sort of sort of self-serve, you know, billing offering for, you know, for smaller startups or, you know, mid-market? Um, but another thing I, I would say that really sets us apart is um, we are a truly enterprise-ready platform. You know, I mentioned earlier some of the big brands that we work with. You know, Dick Sporting Goods, T-Mobile, Panera Bread, Zillow, et cetera. Um, so, you know, we're processing 100 billion API calls per year from 100 million devices. We have you know, really phenomenal customer success and uh, implementation support team. So, um, you know, our goal is to be, we're a startup. We, we want to be the, you know, the startup friendly um, maps offering, but but also, you know, enterprise ready as well for for the big folks that want to come work with us, and and honestly, that's actually where where I would say we've seen maybe the most interest uh, to start is you know we talk to a lot of companies that are spending you know hundreds of thousands of dollars a year or even millions of dollars a year on Google Maps platform, and we're able to say, well, hey, we can cut your bill in half, and we can also do geofencing for you as well, and that that tends to be uh, quite compelling. Do you offer a disconnected ops solution as well? So you know, kind of a you know grab a certain partition of your data to go along into a you know, closed server or network? We don't today. So we're, we're hosted cloud solution. You know, we've definitely thought about um, on-premise and, and, and sort of offline support, but, but today we're, um, 
we're a, we're a hosted cloud solution. You know, one thing that we are thinking about is um, multi-region support in um, uh, for our enterprise customers, and and also um, what you might consider you know, high availability. So uh, increasingly, whether it's some of the geo compliance use cases or some of the mapping use cases, we're powering really mission critical use cases, and um, you know, we already. Um, I think our uptime for the last year has been about 100%. Um, and we already support four nines um, uh, uptime in our SLAs, but we're, we're working towards five nines for those really mission critical use cases. Well, that's incredible. That's awesome. Uh, so as we wrap up, do you have any last minute words you'd like to say about your company or any perhaps even inspiring words for uh, individuals who are interested in your service? Uh, some of our audience's young students are trying to figure out their also their career to get into as well. And, uh, and what the alternatives are to the big companies like uh, Google and, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, obviously if, um, if you're out there and you're, you're looking to add, you know, a map to your website or app um, or you're adding location-based search features, you're building the next big thing we'd love to support. So feel free to check us out at, at radar.com. Um, we're also hiring. Um, so, you know, feel free to check us out at, at radar.com slash jobs. We're, we're based in, in New York. And yeah, I, I would just say, you know, we... Um, we're very excited by all of the open mapping and sort of open, open address and place data projects that are out there right now. Um, you know, we're, uh, in a way standing on the shoulders of giants by, by incorporating some of those into our offering. And, and we're excited to show up more at some of these big geospatial conferences and start to contribute back to some of, some of these tools and, and some of these data sets in the, in the coming years. But yeah, check us out at radar.com. Um, and, uh, feel free to reach out to me directly too. And, uh, Looking forward to hearing from you. Awesome. Well, thanks, Nick. Uh, this is Adam Simmons of Project Geospatial here with Radar. Uh, and uh, we will talk to everybody next time. Thank you very much. Thanks, Adam.